All right, what's up, you guys? My name is Kaviduga, and today this is my first episode of doing it. That's straight up. So this podcast is about sports in general. We're gonna discuss about different sports, but at the same time, we're gonna talk about uh, other other topics um, that are. Outside of sports, whether it's movies, films, food, or even social uh, issues that are quite, um, you know, that, that happens around the world, either here in the United States or Philippines or anywhere else in the world. So, so but first, I would like to really uh, um, give thanks to God, really, because... Uh, Having, but also really um uh inspired um uh, from one person that I, I always watch uh this podcast back home uh, back in the I'll get things explain that a little more in a second. But today we're gonna talk about uh, um NBA and also Major League Baseball, uh because it's already midway in the season. So and we'll begin with the NBA and with the Lakers and and the NBA Summer League as we speak. So let's get get the ball rolling first. So we begin talking about um the the Lakers, right? My Los Angeles Lakers. My hometown. Okay, so the the Lakers if if anything, the Lakers have re-signed everybody in their roster. Particularly um Austin Reeves, Rui Hashimura, and D'Angelo Russell. So this is actually a, a big deal because as LeBron goes to his uh, 21st season in you know, playing in the league, time is running out for him. So in a sense, the younger players are pretty much cemented themselves as the future the future um you know leaders of the team along with AD being the uh 12 year veteran in this league. So there are veterans but also fresh blood presence fresh blood presence, right? Of uh, uh Reeves, Jackson Hayes, Ron Prince, Rui Atamora, Cam British, and Gabe Vincent. Okay. And also one of their drafted players, uh, Jalen Hood, uh, Scapino. So, so in a sense, um, I'm not gonna lie. Last season was a disaster, all right. And as a Laker fan, it 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 was somewhat uh, a problematic season because there was uh, talks of okay. <laughs> Well, who are we gonna trade these uh pieces in order to get the Lakers to the playoffs? Now, because Russell Westbrook was traded from from I I think uh the Rockets to the, the Lakers, and then uh and and then uh 
Patrick, Patrick Beverly being a free agent signing and not really uh, very great contributors in, in the defense, but not so much of an offense. So a lot were were predicated, you know, hoping that LeBron wasn't hurt, LeBron was healthy, it was putting a lot of work. But, but when the trade deadline came, we knew who we got, right? It was just little by little, piece by piece. Right? So in a sense, when that winning streak came in after the All-Star break, um, great that Lakers had a run, right? So now, now with the with the current free agent signing, right, with the players that we signed back. Uh, although one thing that is kind of like remiss, uh, something that I'm not so much to commiserate, that uh, Dennis Schroeder is not uh in the Lakers anymore. Lakers, uh, in order to sign with Toronto, uh, Raptors. For bigger money, but in a sense, um, you know, this roster that the Lakers have is up again. As I said in the beginning, this is the beginning of you know laying the the foundation, right? Because throughout, mostly since uh, God knows how, uh, God knows forever, Lakers are uh, the last time they. After the player and develop was right. I was just one years old when we entered the league. So in a sense, the Lakers are building up from from scratch. Not so much from scratch, but they're still they're building up. They're learning the lessons from the trade deadline that that brought or the free agent the free agency that brought LeBron and traded a few pieces away. Bi, Lonzo. Angelo, right? And so, in a sense, this is uh, the beginning of it, too. Right? Of what the Lakers... Again, a lot of these players are going to be not not right now at a training camp because they're, um, they're in their respective, respective national teams as they prepare for the FIBA uh, 2023 World Cup, which is going to happen in the Philippines, in my home country. Uh, next month, so that is um wait and see, uh situation. Now, what do we expect with the Lakers? As always, we as Lakers fans and myself, it has to be championships, right? Because at the moment we're talking, right? So we don't know what what the season holds, but in a sense, hoping that one day. You know, we have um, something to cheer for throughout the season. So we will see what's the what the roster will look like and how the preseason will look like um, in the next couple of months uh, after the uh, uh, after you know, the FIBA World Cup and also the training camps coming in. So that is uh, that's uh, what's up. Um, speaking of. Uh, the the Lakers. Um, we talk about the NBA song. Boy, this is by far uh most uh I- interesting summer league so far because many of these uh players that were injured like um Shaq Holmgren um made a finally made a comeback after sitting out for a year because of injury. 
uh, meniscus injury or the takes a while to recover. But uh, from the looks of um, you know, um, uh, homegirl, you know, he looks stronger, he looks better than ever. So I think Oklahoma City, uh, under you know, with a young roster with Josh Giddy and um. With Josh Giddy, Jay Gillis Alexander, um, uh, Lou Dort, Patty Mills, who was been uh, has been traded, Jalen Williams, you know, that then Alex, um, Alexi Poskusevsky. So that is going to be an interesting uh location. Uh, looking forward to um for this uh for this coming season. Um, let let's take a look. Um, what? Uh, and also, um, how this uh you know not uh, not say Mark Ding didn't but uh, yeah. Mark uh Dignold have been coaching there since uh at twenty twenty. So Mark Dignold has been uh steadily improving since he took over the job in twenty 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 one. Um you know, with you know, of course it takes a while. It takes a while for a coach to really get and put that program. It takes a while for them to really mesh as a team. So it it, it really is a, a kind of like a couple of years, a couple of seasons process to you know mesh together as a team. It doesn't take an overnight. There's a saying that it, it is uh, that Rome wasn't built in it in a day. It takes, it takes years. So that's that's an interesting aspect. Of it. But one aspect that the one thing that that a lot of people really want to talk about, so in the context of the Filipino fans, is Kai Soto. Now, but Kai Soto, um, was supposed to be in the twenty twenty NBA G Ignite, uh, really backed out. Took a chance to play in Australia. And now a couple of seasons uh, and didn't got drafted uh, from Adelaide and went back to Adelaide to play. Um, there, um, Kai Soto um played six uh, 13 minutes with um six with six points four four rebounds and five blocks um uh, five blocks um. Uh, and he's played for the Orlando Magic. I'm not, I'm not gonna lie. Um, that is out. That's actually a very good stat for just thirteen minutes. Okay, you can't ask that much for thirteen minutes, thirteen minutes, right? So, and a lot of Filipino fans out there, Filipino Filipino American fans, will say, "Oh, it's just he's just sitting his buns in the bench and whatnot." No, dude, give me a break. After a couple of games. Having coach says, "Oh, you're not gonna play like those uh, draftees and contract players to play." That's actually a big, actually a big, big number. If you take a look at it, the minutes, uh, one great game, uh, no starts, thirteen point four minutes, six, six field goals. Uh, he had three, uh, three out of seven. Uh, that's 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 like forty three percent 
made shots. Uh, you can't ask that. You can, can only ask so much for that guy who just, oh, there's a saying in, in the in Tagalog, nababangko or being benched. A big, big stat. That's a big, big number, right? So that's a very impressive. Not, uh, not going to lie. So that's a very good um. Pretty good uh, stat to, to begin with. Yeah. I can't ask much about Kai. Uh, Kai Soto, I've watched much, some of his games uh, on YouTube through NBL in Australia and also in B-League in Japan. Um, but he, he has just vastly improved um, because of his height uh, in, in terms of, you know, weight his physique. It's also the management that says holding him well. Um, you know, they're very realistic uh group. So that's actually a very good uh good thing to have with Kai Soto. Uh, you know, just you hope you're hoping having a uh to crack a spot in the the NBA. You know, even though he might get benched, might not get uh an opportunity to play in the NBA. But at least half shot. Such a big, 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 big Although, um, one thing I could wish for Kai is um uh, really improve vastly. Uh, you know, gaining more weight. Um, be able to, you know, bang bodies. Not uh, at the same time. If you get yourself in trouble, you can't bang bodies. You know, rely on your three point shot. That's because that is the modern game now. It, um, basketball. In today's in today's sense, is not so much of positioning all comfortable to uh, to the center, bang bodies, use bully them, get an easy bucket. You know, basketball today is basically be smart at it, know where you where you're going, know where 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 you're gonna be. Uh, you know, shooting the ball, you know, get the high percentage shot, but also having high. IQ, being very athletic, and so that I, I think that should be Kai's uh learning. So he goes to uh Europe uh to rejoin with the Philippine national team. Um, this coming uh, summer for uh for this summer uh yeah twenty twenty three people uh, is coming uh, next month in that's a couple of weeks away. So, so now we're done with the NBA. We're, we're going to talk about uh, Major League Baseball. Uh, you know, for me, I haven't gone to a baseball game uh, since 13 years. I watched San Diego Padres, but I, I will talk about more about that game experience. Uh, uh, I'm but I'm going to talk about um, the Shohei Otani he, the beginning of the Shohei Otani trade sweepstakes. Now, Otani has been balling out since he came since coming from Japan, uh, in twenty nineteen. Um, being drafted originally from Kaido Nipponham Fighters, uh, that is a Japan in one professional baseball, and moving to the Angels. Now, fortunately, Angels, if you take a look into the standings of Angels, there are a uh, 
barely above 500 team. Let's just put that into perspective. They're barely above 500. They're doing a somewhat bare minimum. And oh wow, two games under 500. So that's actually a a a, a recipe already a begin uh, the beginning of a recipe of disaster. So because there has been a discussion that um. In, in the national media and also the baseball writers and general managers that um, since that great grand performance uh, in this year's World Baseball Classic that Shoy Otani could become a half a billion dollar player if he signs anywhere anywhere in the MLB and um, you know um, Shoy Otani is once in a generation, uh, player who could swing a bat and pitch in every uh every, every day. So you know a lot of teams like Cleveland, uh, the Guardians have already expressed its um decision that oh they want to get Tony. Mariners have been chanting we want Tony because there is a legacy in Mariners having a Japanese player, having three or four Japanese player with uh. Yusei Kikutsi, uh, Ichiro Suzuki, and uh, Sasaki, the, 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 the closer who started his career in Japan. There has been a, a, a great le- legacy of it, but also there's a lot of big market teams uh, that wants to get a piece of of, uh, of Otani uh, in, in a sense because now Tani can sign really big because he he didn't have to wait seven years to play in Japan. He took five years and um and posted himself in the now in his what fourth and fifth year he could literally sign um anywhere eight um and get if Mike Trout signed you know a couple of years ago signed a more than quarter. Quarter billion dollar um, tenure agreement. I I I feel like, and this is my my deepest uh, gut feeling that Shoy Otani he could be you know, half more than half a billion dollar with, with his endorsements anywhere in Japan and here in the United States. He is gonna be instant sweepstakes, right? Right, and 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 in a sense. That is a um, that is where you know the money will go around. Do I know where Shohei Otani will be uh signed to? We don't know. I don't even know. And some people are are saying, oh, he can go to the Yankees, he can go to the Dodgers, he can go get resign back with the Angels, he can go with Seattle. But but what matters really the most is. Where Shohei really wants to be at, right? Because LA has the Dodgers has a history of Japanese players with um Hideo Nomo, Hiroki Kuroda, uh, Takashi Saito with the Yankees with Hideki Rabu, um, Masahiro, uh, Anaka. We're having uh. Hiroshi Kuroda played for the Dodgers and the Yankees. So I think I think my gut feeling at, at this point is if 
if Shohei Otani will be signing, if he gets gets traded, I think he'll be a really, really great asset as a rent for the next two, three months uh, left uh, left in the season. I think two months, yeah, two months uh, left in the season. And then when the free agent, the market comes, you know, he'll be a great um, addition to um, to get half or more than half a billion dollar uh, contract deal. We'll see what that number goes. But again, my gut feeling is if he, if I were Shoyo Tani, I were Shoyo I would still stay in LA, but in the different in the different league, not in the, not in the American League, but be in the Dodge and have a playoff experience because now Otani has everything. He has the MVP, he has Saya, he has um I don't know if he has won a home run derby. He had everything. He has everything. He just had to gain playoff experience and then then you know uh yeah. Win a World Series and you know explore the horizon. But if he wants to go to the Yankees, that's also a perennial team. But that's at, but Yankees are loaded with uh at this point, so it's a, a little um it will be very uh dip, it's a very decision. Okay, um, so we're gonna crack some numbers uh with with uh, uh now we're done talking about. Funny superstitions. We're gonna talk about a bit of the uh baseball standings and just reading off the standings. It's, uh, it's very it's this this season is I would say the most interesting uh season at this point. If you want to talk about the American League East, it's, uh, that's a that league uh, that division is a bloodbath. If you take a look, most of the uh. Bottom seller teams in the national in both NL and AL, right? You have Colorado with um twenty two games under five hundred. You got Cardinals be uh twenty four games thirty eight minus fifty two. That's fourteen games under five hundred. You got uh you got eighteen games under five hundred for. The Nationals, then Oakland just ab- uh, absolute miserable. There, um, um, there, forty three games under five hundred. You got the Cardinal. Uh, you got the Royals. Thirty nine games under five hundred. So, so basically, the. The rest of the five divisions have bottom seller, but but you gotta be guessing who's who is the bottom seller in the American League. See, if you're saying Boston, you must be out of your mind. Not not Boston. Boston is doing better, but they're kind of tied, right? Uh, Blue Jays, they're there. They're Blue Jays. Surprisingly, they're a wild card team. Um. The Rays, as always, my my favorite Tampa Bay Rays. Tampa Bay Rays being so the their division. So, so actually, the the bottom feeders for this year, uh, this year, uh, in the American League East is 
are the Yankees and the Red Sox. Now you'd be quite surprised why 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 they're bottom bottom uh dwellers in their division. Well, if you want to take a look at it as of as of today, as of today, um uh July 14, 2023, they're standing, the record is 49 wins and 43 losses. So do the math. How many games are they above 500? There's six. That's not a bottom uh, dweller team. That is a bloodbath. They have above 500. They're hunt. They're kind of like hunting kind of it in the play of wild card. But uh, <laughs> let's just say they're eight games above 500. In the, if, uh, if you want to crack in the, to the last spot of the wild card. And that, this is going to be a problem here. Uh, in this coming year, because there is now a, a problem. You have two teams, uh, the American teams, and they're, they're, you don't know if there's going to be real life. But uh, hopefully, that's not. Because I like having a bloodbath in the American. And hopefully, you know, you know, for the next month or one and one and a half, when September comes, or October, you know, playoffs comes in, the team's going to be. In the final standing, so yeah. So what do we expect in, uh, for for baseball? Well, it's gonna be a, a lot of great games. Now, hopefully, I can catch up with baseball, uh, baseball games. Although the games are in the uh, all right. So, if you enjoyed this uh, first episode, uh, hopefully, you guys like this episode. I will share this episode. My different social pages, and I'll link it on Instagram, and also we'll put it on YouTube. So, it, you know, if you guys like it, please leave a like and, and comment, or you know, share it to friends. And you know, it took me ages to do it, so you know, hopefully this is a start for myself. Uh, you know, as a podcast, uh, you know, live podcaster. I mean, where is this uh, podcast? So, um. Yeah, one more, one last thing before I end. You know, um, I just wanted to, you know, um, you know, help help me to uh, help me, you know, to to outreach, you know, spread, you know, this program, uh, this pod podcast, because you know it takes it takes time to think about topics and everything. So, if you have any suggestions, you know, I'll post this. On, I'll post a question on on uh, on Instagram and talk about uh, ask. On IG story, what what topics you guys want to talk about? What I should talk about in relation to not just sports but life in general. So that when I have an idea, really put into mind and put put into gear. So again, um, um, please follow me on my IG page. Um, I uh, it's a pretty long one, so I'm gonna make it pretty short, but. Just bear with this long one, but it's under nineteen underscore underscore dot Gabby Duga. That's no space. Straight up Gabby Duga underscore dot ninety five. Again, that's on my IG page nineteen underscore dot Gabby Duga underscore dot ninety five. And if you guys have Facebook, just follow me. I'll put this on. All right, guys. So, uh, I I hope we see you guys. Uh, you know, next week, hopefully. Uh, 
uh, doing this uh, day of MP. And I, I'll probably do this on more live stream on YouTube. So follow me on YouTube as well. Uh, yeah. So, uh, you know, stay safe. Uh, stay safe. Uh, take care of yourselves, you guys. And, no, this is, this is Gabby and this is straight up. And, no, I'm sending you guys peace and love and, and at the same time, take care of yourselves and wish you guys well in with See you guys soon. Bye.